how come everybody we have on here is no fun? How come all of them don't want to believe in Bigfoot or ghosts? What the fuck? I'm not. I'm not saying that whatever I'm we not, we I'm heard. I'm not saying already. I don't believe in ghosts. I'm just saying that I've been on more than my fair share of ghost tours or ghost hunts over the years because I have access to historical places. And uh, you haven't found shit. Well, what what they what they consider evidence is not particularly what. Science would consider evidence oh, and fucking extraordinary, science. Extraordinary, gonna bring up extraordinary science. claims brings <laughs> extraordinary. Uh, like evidence. that's something to measure us by, right? Fuck science! <laughs> I want spirits. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast, broadcasting from an abandoned comedy club in the back of a pool hall in the original city of Grit, Tacoma, Washington. Here are your Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. With me is Scott. Hello. We've got Scott and then we've got Jeff. Hey everybody. How you doing Jeff? Doing great. Nice. And no Brogan this week. What? Un- unfortunately, he is in a wonderful place called New Orleans. Oh. Yeah. His New sis- Orleans. Yep. New Orleans. His sister's getting married. So Aww, that's always congratulations fun. Congratulations to her. Yeah. Congratulations to Rain. So uh, I saw a picture from it because Brogan's sending weird pictures all the time. And then wedding pictures, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, which are really nice. All right. So the, our guest today is Steve Dunkelberger, which has been, who has been a guest before. He has. Yes. Multiple times. He's done history for us. What else have we done? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I put you right on the spot there, stuff, didn't I? Some things. Name uh, some things, Steve. Yeah, let's see. Oh, the, the Jake Bird curse. That was a that was good fun. one. Actually, that that's one. If we do a, a best of, yeah, the Jake Bird curse. I think that would be a good one because people really like that one. Nice. And yes. it was fun to make too. Yeah, yeah, and we may have to do some uh, some specials yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, some throwbacks. <laughs> so, Steve, how are you doing today? I'm alive and well. Any day you're not room temperature is a good day. Yeah, that's a good call on that. Now there might you may hear a little bit of an echo in here, which is kind of normal for us, I guess, because normally we are recording at the back of uh, Malarkey's Pool Hall in beautiful downtown Tacoma, and it's the old Grit City Comedy Club, which is just a back room. But we couldn't do it this week because, well, uh, they were hosting a pool tournament. Imagine that. Yeah, because they're a pool hall. And so the, I guess, that what is it, like the feature pool tables or like the like the top tier pool tables are exactly where we were recording. Yeah. And, I mean, duh. Like, they're going to take precedence over that. Right. And we're, he does a good job there, man. He yeah. sets up that whole back room and makes it really nice for yeah. him with the finals and everything. He does a really good job. So I don't mind stepping out. Right? Yeah, and they don't so need... You, you they don't can need take it. your business for the day and <laughs> play, play pool there. They don't need just a bunch of bearded old dudes back just talking to random people. Right, the drunk guys in the back room. Right. Yeah, we'll let you have your, your business for, for the weekend. Fuck. So we are at a completely different place. Same echo, same fun, and it's... Seriously, in historical Tacoma. And there's pool tables. Uh, and there are, and there pool, are tables. pool tables. We can have our own tournament. Shit, man. This it's, is amazing. It's just like home. Steve, tell us a little bit about the location because you were um, gracious enough to let us record here. And first off, this, just from what I've seen so far, is fucking fantastic. Oh, are we allowed to tell people there's pool tables in here? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Are we going to break some secrets here? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so tell us uh, where we're at. Uh, we are at the uh, Pythian Temple, which is the fraternal order for the Knights of Pythias in beautiful downtown Tacoma on Broadway. Yes, right down on Broadway. Now, tell me a little bit about the Knights of Pythias. What can you tell us? What can I tell you? Well, uh, it was formed in 1864. Uh, Justice Rathbone um, was best friends with Abraham Lincoln. And if any of you history nerds know what was going on in 1864, mm-hmm. the uh, War of the Rebellion, if you were uh, a northerner, or a, the War of Northern Aggression, if you were a southerner, uh, was coming to an end. And the idea was to set up fraternal orders all through the south um, to kind of bridge um, the nation back together. Okay. That is, you have northern occupiers and and southern administrators in the same fraternal order okay um, based on friendship charity benevolence which so is our and it seemed it seemed almost like at that point like starting off as almost like an embassy type to like you want to make sure and have a group of people um from the north and being able to mingle with the south and have that happen and then you can 
co-mingle co and right, be able to... Right, right. The idea is that um, you're going to have a time when the North, for an undetermined amount of time, will be uh, occupying the South uh, mm-hmm. during Reconstruction. And to get them away from just business as usual on the workplace, let's have a lodge where Northerners and Southerners can get together. And where one or two gather, a friendship begins. Yeah, and so the idea is they pitch it all together and... We are uh, the Tacoma branch. Ah, so uh, when did the Tacoma branch start? Do you have the history of that? 1881. Oh, so it was still around the same. We are older than the state of Washington. Yeah, because that was 1884? Uh, 1889. 1889. I remember that. I was around, and I forgot about the centennial. I have no idea. 89. Yeah, 8 or 9. Yeah, Yeah. it was around that time. I remember. 88, now that I think about it. Okay. So there was that. That's crazy. So you had a paternal order here before it was a state. Yeah, that's kind of a trip. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 like just looking up, like we're in this gigantic main hall. We were talking about this is not the main hall. This is, is not, room. This is not the main hall. This is the ghetto oh, no. room. Dude. This is the, the quote unquote ghetto room, which is gigantic, filled with like oh, grasshopper. There's so, oh, grasshopper. Oh, that's he, adorable. He, you haven't looked at any pictures that's of this adorable. place, have you? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I kind of went in on this one blind. Oh no. Yeah, oh, we came yeah. in the back, dude. Yeah, was we, it the back? Oh yeah. I just figured it was the front door. Oh, so no. yeah, we oh, were no, down. No. Yeah, we were just down on the back, and it was the the back alley uh, behind Broadway and Court C. Yeah, Court C. And so I was just like, oh yeah, okay. This is uh, this is a nice, a big gathering area. Sure. Oh, this no. is. Oh, that's. You can hear the echo. Oh, that's a big room. This is just the hangout. Yeah, this is the yeah, this is the hangout room. This is this is our living room. Oh this my god, this is not the good stuff. This is a nice living room. You got a Keurig yeah. there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll see the you'll see the formal room. Yeah, we are going to do a full on tour with this, and we've got a little portable microphone, so we're going to be doing that real soon. Um, but Steve, I wanted to get a little bit of history of you. How did you first get a, get started with um, the Knights? Uh, let's see. Well, I was in the Monday Ukulele Ohana group. As the name implies, we met every Monday night, and we were here for first night. Okay, and yes. we performed here. I was like, "These are history geeks. This is a historical building. I must partake of this." <laughs> and uh, I, I joined up out of the blue, and here I am, um, eight years later. Okay, oh, wow. so you've been with them for eight years, mm-hmm. and I'm going to assume that you've been a history geek for a little bit longer than that. Yes. Let's see. Um, well, I'm a military brat. Okay. So I moved around quite a bit. Um, and mostly in Asia and did all that stuff at basically every two years until I graduated mm-hmm. high school. Go Lancers. <laughs> uh, and I was always interested in history based on wherever duty station we were stationed at at the time. And then I came to Washington and, of course, took Pacific Northwest history and said, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Western. I got my minor in in Pacific Northwest history and political science, my Ooh. major in journalism, and realized that there weren't a lot of uh, you know large, high-paying historical firms. <laughs> so I went into that ever ever so uh, profitable and stable uh, career of print journalism, <clears throat> and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, I was the editor of the Lakewood Journal for four years. And uh, I did some historical articles there because a lot of people, you know, the standard story, son, son or daughter uh, take over the family house mm-hmm. because the mom and dad died. I've got all this historical stuff from, from Lakewood. I don't know what to do with it. Here, you want it because I knew I was a history geek. And then we suddenly filled our basement full of historical stuff. And suddenly became the collector slash hoarder. Right, right. <laughs> and so then I helped form the Lakewood Historical Society. Uh, back 20 years ago, and 25 years ago, I guess. Oh, I should probably know that. Wow. Uh, and then I wrote a history book on the city of Lakewood, and then I wrote another one, maybe five years ago. Um, did two of those, those those Arcadia books, you know, the photo-heavy books that oh, you get. Oh, yeah, the, those. Yeah, you know, we did two of those. Fun. Working on another one for McNeil Island, uh, and then I always did historical stuff. As part of my newspaper work, and people always ask, you know, hey, well, what's the story of this? Why is Tacoma this way? Why is Tacoma that way? It's like, oddly enough, I will tell you that. I know that. And yada, yada, yada. Then people start asking me to do, hey, can you do a presentation on this? Okay, I can do that. And so I get to tap into my, my theater geek 
Nice. Uh, so, stuff. so if people want to do want to get history lessons about the Pacific Northwest and all that, they can actually contact you and make, do presentations just, and stuff. Just oh, sure, yeah, um, yeah. A friend cool. of mine, friend of mine who um, he was, uh, I I knew his wife through my daughter when uh, in there in school, and then I ran into him by chance when I was doing an interview for him because he owns the Bing Crosby House, and uh, every now and then. Uh, we just get together at Hanks or wherever and say, "Hey, I'm bringing some friends over. Come part, let partake of your knowledge uh, oh, or share wow. your knowledge of of history." I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, we'll talk about. Well, the last time we went to Hanks, we had spaghetti night, so it was like a Wednesday. So I was like, had to talk about Tacoma mob history oh, over dude. spaghetti. That's oh, perfect. And I did That's the Don Corleone. Okay, yeah. And yes, yeah. I named names <laughs> and and who was and who wasn't and who could be and. See, here's because here's, they're still alive. Well, oh shit! <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I was like, man, we need to get you, like, we need to get you mic'd up for these, like, and just have you do these presentations, sort of thing, go out there. But then you're talking about mob people who still may or may not be alive, yeah, and uh, yeah. maybe not so much on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, they 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 know that their families are uh, gangsters. Meyer Lansky's grandson still lives in Tacoma. Wow. We've been, uh, when we talked with Andrew from Tacoma Ghost Tours, he, um, it, it was really, it was really kind of interesting because he talked about the fact that a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the, the hauntings and the, the ghosts and spirits and stuff like that that you would have out there really was brought on by stuff like corruption and Tacoma corrupt history no <laughs> and that was and uh, that's crazy i just remember it i mean because i grew up i grew up in university place and i grew I'm up sorry. in Tacoma. Oh, hey it's an it's better now i didn't have a big enough coke habit to go to curtis so <laughs> neither did i but somehow i still ended up there <laughs> but they uh it was just the 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 fact that i didn't i don't know maybe i just didn't pay enough attention but i didn't realize like like how like well, just flat out corrupt. It really was here because it was the Wild West. It was so and crazy. Up until not that long ago. I mean, yes, there was corruption in the 30s and 40s and 50s, but you know the Janovich era is the 70s. Mm-hmm. That didn't really resolve itself until the 80s. And I, mean, I grew up in the 80s, so I missed all, all of the 70s stuff. But it was like looking back in some of the history. It. I hate to call it a bit of a dump, but it kind of was downtown. Uh, like every downtown yeah and and then finally in the 90s they decided to start to do the the re-beautification process and it's still well, going a little on bit before that but did it uh, yeah yeah i guess the really and it's kind of a debated point you know you know it's 35 years ago that they voted to build the tacoma dome so that was one of the mm-hmm. the big research because tacoma had nothing left to lose pantages mm-hmm. was it the same era so so it was all right, right around that area mm-hmm. when they started doing that. Yeah. And so being around during that construction period, were you? No. Okay. No. okay. I didn't get here until I was ninth grade. Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, that's so some crazy 80, 87. Um, do, do the math. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I don't want to do that for you, man. Uh, it's not that old, man. You're right. Thanks. We're right in there together. Thanks, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, some of your, I guess maybe like one of your favorite subjects about Tacoma what what is one of those ones that really is the one that you love to tell when someone says, "Tell me a little bit about Tacoma"? Um, well, I, I generally do a recap of all the the quirky kind of gritty city stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Maury Island incident, which yeah. is another one. Yeah, one of my favorites. Holla, holla. Uh, the Jake Bird is another good one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know Maury Island. Oh, I don't. I don't. God, so don't read a book. Tell me, read a book. <laughs> tell me which books to read. <laughs> That was the that was the UFO incident. UFO the first incident. Men in Black in the yeah, yeah. All right, start telling that right now. We already did that one. Do that I don't. One. Oh, fine, we'll do it later. You guys took all the good stories. We did. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Asses. That one is actually really good. And there was we even have a comic book. Actually, there was what? a guy got guy brought us. Actually, it was Andrew. I think brought us like copies of the comic book last time. Man, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a movie about it. And there's it's it's God damn it. It's yeah, it's dude. a great. Little thing, and not a lot of people know about it because three weeks later, the incident at Roswell happened that stole all the ah. all the UFO thunder. It was like the first UFO thing Damn. around, and that's it's one of those things out here with a lot of the people out there. I mean, Scott was talking uh, before we were recording about how why doesn't anyone believe in Sasquatch? Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you people? And then like UFOs, but like they do. Like the people we have on don't necessarily seem to care that much, but there's like the UFO conventions, the the Sasquatch conventions. There's all those sort of crazy shit going on. There is on. a, uh, 
I think it's the Washington State Sasquatch Museum or something like that on Vashon Island. <laughs> I think it's Vashon. Yeah. What? I would go to that in a minute. I know you would. We're going right. to do a tour. Right. I would love it. Yeah. Did you go to Bigfoot Night at the oh, I didn't. I was yeah. doing some other thing. I don't remember what it was. Sitting at home in your underpants. Well, and I was lead. super disappointed I didn't go because um, <clears throat> one of the guys from Nirvana, the drummer guy, showed up. Oh, uh, Chad Channing? Or maybe it was a bass player. Uh, Chris uh, Novoselic? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not bass. from here, so yeah, he's, no not, shit. he's not a thing. <laughs> but he first first played in Tacoma, by the way. Yeah. Right huh? down the street. Right on. Yeah. Um, they, that guy showed up, and I guess it was fantastic. Like, there was a Grit City magazine put an article mm-hmm. out about it. Had a really good time. Did you go? No. I don't oh, know. man. I'm lame. Me too. Well, you don't believe in Sasquatch, so why would you go? I'm not saying I don't believe in Sasquatch. I just need Whatever, proof Steve. of the Sasquatch. <laughs> Steve, if people want to talk to you on like uh, social media and stuff, uh, how can they do that? Probably in English. Type, <laughs> type it out. You jackass. S- Steve, <laughs> uh, Steve Dunkelberger, common spelling. Mm-hmm. If you need to know how to spell it, it's regular backwards. So, wow. <laughs> you know what's awesome? At least we'll have it on our website. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious, dude. That yeah. got me. I wish my name was longer, so it was something backwards. It's that would be Rick awesome. Rick Redbluck Nevitz. You don't, you don't do that? No, that was not a thing? I did in grade school, but I don't remember it. Hmm. Like, I know my first name is Nitsudge. <laughs> That's your porn name, right? Oh, God. <laughs> we, did, we did porn names a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did, and it was, what was it? It was, was like, the last time a something. theater you, like, like, the theater you were at and like, your street name or something yeah. stupid. Oh, Jeff Scott. Uh, Jeff's like, your yeah. First, your first pet in the street you grew up on. And I'm Tigger Livermore. <laughs> I don't right? remember my first pet. I don't remember the first street I was on. Yeah. I grew up on a ranch, dude. So I didn't have Did streets. you even name your pets before you butchered them? No. No. Yeah. yeah. Food. <laughs> your food. <laughs> that one's your called food. fucking your food. double quarter pounder. <laughs> Big Mac, Junior Mac, <laughs> Flame Bird. Okay, whatever. We're going kind of going off on this stuff here. Yeah. You mentioned the fact that Bing Crosby uh, grew up here. He, he was born here. He was born here. And grew up in Spokane. Okay, and it's it, it, a lot of people don't even realize that. Like Tacoma has like good history. We we're just talking about the corruption and all that bullshit. But there is some. There are fun things about Tacoma. Like I know that they were one of for in the. Uh, the early times, they like had some of the bigger races here for a couple of little stretches. Tacoma Speedway, of yeah, yeah, the Tacoma Speedway, nineteen thirteen to nineteen twenty-three. Yeah, I know something about it. A little bit about it. Yeah, <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> well, the Tacoma Speedway operated from nineteen thirteen to nineteen twenty-three. Uh, it was basically well, it's actually technically Lakewood, uh, known as the Lakes District back then. Mm-hmm. It was basically Lake uh, Lakeview Drive to. Silicon Boulevard, Silicon Boulevard to Gravel Lake Drive, Gravel Lake Drive to 112th, and then it changed to 109, uh, 108, and then looped around. It's now the the infield is what is now Clover Park Technical College. Oh, that's where I went for uh, for school. Hmm. Yeah, and it had some of the biggest purses uh, in the circuit because it was out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah, you had to need a reason to get. And people. it uh, actually operated during the First World War, where the Indianapolis 500 closed down. Really. Wow. And, of course, it had a lot of, um, you know, uh, side acts like you'd crash a Tacoma train against a Seattle train. And, of course, the Tacoma train would be, you know, uh, weighted weighted down with bricks and and just run them off the rails. Um, They had women in biplanes, passengers' biplanes, dropping bags of flour, bombing Hmm. things, you know, little, little gag gifts. You know, thing, in little you know midget cars and things like that. One of the things that made the track interesting, it was an all board track. You know, once once it was a dirt track for a while, then they did a board track, and a board to track? save to save boards instead of putting them sideways. I mean, you know, end to end. Yeah, they did them this way, and then packed the middle with dirt. Oh, and then of course, as you're driving along in your car, if you blew a tire, which always happened. Uh, your tire wheel would, would get would stuck hit that in the rut, rut. And suddenly your car became a missile. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they didn't have seatbelts, and you had a driver and, and a mechanic feeding the oil and all that stuff. So, Tacoma, um, yeah. the height of safety. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic. We, we don't do that safety thing. <laughs> it seems to be a running theme with everything because when we were talking with Andrew, the fact that there were, there were, uh, what, the, uh, there were safety regulations set in place to not have open stairwells. And Tacoma was just like, nah, fuck that. Let's yeah. just burn down an entire uh, 
entire hotel. I think you guys were just up here in the left-hand corner of the country just doing whatever the fuck you wanted, right? This yeah. is like nobody well, cares. still to this day. <laughs> one, one of the things that um, I, outside of, you know, old things and photographs of dead white people, one of the reasons I... <laughs> I mean, look, dead white yeah, guys. I mean, you're right. I mean, this, this yeah. was this was this was really built by a bunch of white guys. White guys, yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome to America. But the idea is that a to dive into the minority history uh, of places and things and uh, people themselves, but uh, also knowing the history of an area explains. The present of an area. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. Yes, please. One of the times um, that often comes up is uh, we're not a church-going uh, sort of a community in the Pacific Northwest. No. Uh, there's a great book by a professor who was at PLU. I think she's at Gonzaga now. It's called The Non-Zone. And it explains why the Pacific Northwest is the most unchurched region of the United States. Washington is the most unchurched state in the Pacific Northwest. Pierce County is the most unchurched county in Washington, which is the most uh, wow. unchurched. In- and the idea is that once you read the book, once you understand what was going on and why, it currently it makes perfect sense. The idea is people left the East Coast because they were leaving all the baggage of the East Coast establishment. They came here to forge their own life and discarded everything and so they came to the pacific northwest rugged rumble logging communities Mm -hmm. and they wanted a bar they wanted a brothel they wanted a a restaurant and And you know that's it once you got fancy (laughs) you got a place to you know shower uh, or, or take a bath but the idea was that churches were actually came much later once the the women and the families came Mm -hmm. and the idea is that you can be and that tradition holds to this day because you take a poll of Tacomans, no one's from here. You yeah. may, be, may be lucky to have a generation back. And the rarest occasion, two generations back. But no one's from Tacoma. That is, that you come to Tacoma, you reinvent yourself, you forge your own path, and that is outside of the uh, East Coast church establishment. That is not to say that we lack, we people in Tacoma or Pierce County or, you know, uh, Pacific Northwest lack spirituality. We just don't necessarily, statistically speaking, associate it with a building with stained glass. And that does also not translate to us being less philanthropic because actually this is one of the most philanthropic regions in the world. And like you said, uh, you know, staying up until this day, that individuality is really something that mm-hmm. people definitely hold um, hold true with everything they do in Tacoma. Like, it's just one of those things that I've seen. There has been, I, I don't know, it, it seemed from my perception that there's been a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say identity crisis, but it kind of seems like there's a little bit of pushback of identity because we've got Seattle coming down and a lot of people are moving down this way. And, uh, yeah. And it's, I mean, technically, I mean, I'm from here, but I also did the same thing. I lived in Seattle for four years and then came back down here. And part of it was because pricing out of the area. Uh, and, but then also because I, I, I've loved this area Mm -hmm. and I've been ingrained with it for most of my life. So I've been able to kind of deal with what Tacoma is. Whereas my wife who came from Seattle by way of Bothell, which is such a culture shock when you come bit. to Tacoma. More a than a little bit. It took her a year and a half to realize that she was okay with Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And it turned out, and it was because the first time she went to a grocery store, she brought her own bags. And this was uh, a couple of months before they passed the mm-hmm. you need your own bag law in Tacoma. And a woman was like, oh, you're making you're going to make us look bad by bringing your own bags? You fancy. Yeah, exactly. And my yeah. wife was just like, I didn't know how to respond. And I'm like... <laughs> I understand that you don't know how to. You'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. But it's one of the things that I love about Tacoma is that uh, people, and I've mentioned this a billion times, but it's that people will talk to you, and they will talk to you whether you want them to or not at any place if they, if it strikes you. But also, I love that part about Tacoma, and I think it's been fantastic. Do you do you have like a favorite area of Tacoma that if you're going to bring someone in 
uh, who's an out from out of town that you would definitely get them. It's like, this is Tacoma. This is where we are. Here is. That's a good question, man. Like, uh, if you have a day. Well, you mean, outside you, yeah, of yeah. this building? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do a, basically a standard uh, one hour tour based on this building and, and the history of Tacoma as viewed from this building and explains a lot of how you go, oh, why, why, is, why does it do this way? Why are the roads so weird? Why are there super blocks? And why, why doesn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. Why is there no 12th to the Pacific? <laughs> well, the, I, I explain that from basically the front door of this building. Yeah. So that, I do that quite a bit. Nice. Okay, um, so I think this might be a good spot, too, because uh, uh, we're going to do a walking tour. I've got a recorder, so it might be one of those ones where I'm just standing, uh, or maybe I'll have uh, Scott hold the microphone. You guys can get dangerously close together. Booth snuggle. Again. <laughs> cuddle puddle. Cuddle puddle. Oh, man. Cuddle puddle. All right, so, yeah, we are going to take a break. We're going to refill our drinks, and then when we get back, we're going to be doing a walking tour with Steve Dunkelberger. Hey, guys. Do you like board games? Do you like miniature games? Do you like card games? Do you like any kind of game that doesn't require a battery in it? Well, let me tell you about our partner, Wizards Keep Games and Renton. They're up there at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. Go up there, check them out, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. They've got nightly events, they've got magic tournaments, they've got board game days, they've got specials, they've got all kinds of stuff. Go in there, and if you make any purchase over $20, you get an entry into a drawing. Ooh. Good for $100 in-store credit if you win. Oh, dang! It is announced at the end of every month in the newsletter, and I heard the owner is pretty awesome. And I also heard that the employees are all right. So, <laughs> get in there, check them out, have a good time, support a local business, and learn about games. Where can you find it? Online? Oh, yeah. WizardKeepGames.com. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, I think there's, yeah, there's Twitter and there's an Instagram. Perfect. So get it. Wizards Keep Games. Yeah, them. Hey, everybody. It's Justin, and I'm here to talk about the Lindsay Jackman Group. Now, Lindsay Jackman understands that buying and selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. And that's why they have highly seasoned real estate professionals, and they're dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized service for everyone. They take a lot of great pride in the relationships they build, and they're going to work relentlessly on your behalf to help you achieve your real estate goals. Uh, definitely check them out. You can contact Lindsay Jackman at 253-857-3316. She's located on 7201 Pioneer Way in Gig Harbor, and you can find all of that information just by searching for the Lindsay Jackman Group. Check it out. So now we are outside, and the first thing Scott notices... It's the neon. It's a giant neon sign. It's a beautiful building. It's all carved. There's night pictures. And then there's a giant neon sign, like a um, vacancy sign at a hotel. It's terrible. <laughs> We're the worst secret society ever. We have a big-ass neon sign out front. <laughs> so you said that the, the, the neon sign is from the 40s. Uh, something like that. Yeah. And, and actually, um, uh, Michael Sullivan, who's a Tacoma historian, who's also a Pythian member, uh, did a podcast and did a write-up about the Neon Wars and explaining all the problems that Tacoma had with Neon and then what led into the uh, Tacoma Dome, if you remember the Tacoma yeah. Dome Neon problem. Uh, that falls into that. Oh, that's going to be fan fantastic. We're going to have to talk with him about that as well. Just some of the history of that, because I knew about that, but... It's fantastic. I love this. So we are right now outside of the establishment, and right outside are two giant... Uh, well, tell us a little bit about Steve. Those are called doors. Not the <laughs> doors. The things next to the doors. Oh, uh, these are the uh, cornerstones that shows us when uh, we laid the cornerstones of the building, 1906. Uh, there's actually a Pythian building here uh, when it was formed in uh, 1881. This is just... That was a wood building, and then we... We went fancy, and we got the the brick building, um, designed by Frederick Heath. If anyone knows who Frederick Heath is, he's the don't. man uh, of the architectural world. He did a lot of uh, buildings around here, um, McCarver, and you know what is now UPS and all that stuff, or what started out as UPS. And like the the stonework on this is just it's all sandstone from uh, the actually the quarry is still around. Um, but yeah, the the company is, is still in business, and we're actually going to pressure wash this pretty soon, and clean it all up, get it all fancy. A lot it, of deferred maintenance, but 
It is beautiful. And is there anything else about the front area that you'd like to uh, talk about? Oh, we got a big KOP, uh, which is Knights of Pythias, and the FCB is Friendship, Charity, Benevolence, so you'll see oh. that everywhere you go. Uh, inside the building. Yeah, let's uh, let's start walking inside. The outsides of these buildings over here, these um, the old ads on the sides of these buildings are some of my favorite. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. Do you know anything about the old ads? Uh, yeah, well, actually, the, the ads on our building are reconstructions from the old ads, what they call the ghost... Uh, uh, the ghost signs as they disappear. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, when they were renovating the Pantages, this was some of the money that was left over was the gift to the city to repaint those in, on, on our building. Nice. All right. So let's start walking in here and see. Uh, let's uh, get the tour. Well, I'll, g- I'll give you a quick. Yeah, uh, yes. This is where I generally start. Okay. And perfect. I'll tell you about the, the history of Tacoma from the front of the Knights of Pythias. Um, well, of course, you'll see the Winthrop Hotel and you talk about the Maury Island incident. Yeah. Uh, where that all went down. And, of course, farther on the other side of that, talk about uh, the Old City Hall, talk about the Jake Bird curse. We talk about the um, the way Tacoma is laid out into super blocks where you had, you know, singular blocks and every other block was a super block where that's why you don't have uh, streets like 12th. There's no, there's no 12th to Pacific. It's 11th and 13th to create super blocks, which is the old Kentucky block, which was where the... A Turkish bath was the the mobster hangout. Um, talk about that. <laughs> uh, what else are we talk about? Oh, uh, you ever read the book Jules Verne or watched the movie Around the World in Eighty Days? Yeah, that was based on the true story of George Francis Train. He was one of the founders of Credit Mobilier. If you ever watched um, Hell on Wheels, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, a, he was a trust fund kid, and he had a lot more money than sense. So he just went around spending money <laughs> and doing weird things. And one of the things that he did, he promoted Tacoma, and the legend is that he created the term City of Destiny. Of course, this was the terminus for the Transcontinental Railroad, and North Pacific was doing all their good stuff. So he came in here and you know, bought up land and promoted the city and all that stuff. One of the things he did was took trips around the world, and uh, he left one in Tacoma. Of course, he did it in 67 days, and he left it from in front of our building. Wow, it's right there. Right there. There's an actually, yeah, there's an actual uh, plate here that says, in in commemoration of George Francis Train's record around the world trip, point of departure and return, March 18th, 1890, May 24th, 1890, time 67 days, 13 hours, presented by the Junior Chamber of Commerce. Wow. And so the story goes that Jules Verne read a story about George Francis Train trip, uh, George Francis Train's trip around the world in a Paris newspaper and said, oh, that would be for a great story. And he wrote Around the World in 80 Days. And to, for the longest time, George Francis Train's going, you stole my story. You owe me ducats. You stole my story. But uh, he was an odd fellow. Like he said, he, um, rumor after the, he coined the phrase uh, the city of destiny for the city of Tacoma. He did things like shake his own hand when greeting people because he says that's how Chinese people do it. It's not how Chinese people do it, but it made for a good story because you know we're out in the Pacific Northwest and they, they don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, he also ran for the um, the uh, role of dictator of the United States. Didn't know that was a thing, and neither did the federal government. Oddly enough, he didn't win. How do you not run. win? I don't know, right? Well, he did charge admission for his own campaign uh, speeches. So he would just go around the world, uh, uh, go around the United States promoting Tacoma. And, oh, by the way, I'm running for dictator. You know, thought I'd let you know. Um, he also was um, a big suffrage movement supporter. So uh, Susan B. Anthony and all that stuff, they did the newspaper. And one of the things that he funded was uh, publication of a newspaper of kind of the inside scoop of what happens in brothels. And apparently it was it was very uh, lascivious in nature as more of a you know penthouse I never thought this happened to me love letter sort of things and so that newspaper got busted for uh, obscenity oh. and he uh, funded their um, their uh, court costs wow holy crap and this is just from the outside right right yeah this is just the beginning of the tour nice let's keep going on and wow like I feel like a terrible uh, uh, Tacoman is it Tacoma? 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 So we are now... Seattleite or you're a Tacoma? There we go. It's a Taco Man. 
You're not a you're not a Tacomanite. There we go. So we're we now. are we are now inside the 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 is this the foyer? This is the foyer, Broadway side foyer of the Knights of Pythias Pythian Temple. The inner sanctum begins. All right, so we're it's we are down a beautifully tiled floor with some nice old stairs. We have more stairs than you know what to do with. <laughs> that seems to be a, a common theme with a lot of uh, Tacoma construction. Yeah, well, they didn't have elevators. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. So where are you going to take us for our first stop? You want to go to the club room? All right, yeah, let's go to the club room. We go to the club room. This is where we generally hang out. Um, pool, pool tables and the TVs and the interwebs, player piano. We got, uh, you know, our display of dead white guys. If you look... All of these people have names after uh, street names after them. Oh, so um, these are all members. If you were anyone in the city of Tacoma, especially the city government, you were part of the Knights of Pythias because we generally targeted in the early days government workers. So, mm-hmm. mayor, fire chief, police chief, you know, city clerks and all that stuff. They were all members of the Knights of Pythias. Yeah, let me see what here we've got. Brigadier General James Junet, Junet, Junet. George Ace, George H. Race, James Hayes, Ben Haverkamp, and our founder, Justice Rathbone. Justice Rathbone, like we talked about earlier. Wow, that is cool. And this is just the general gathering area gathering for partying. Yeah, we basically our living room. Nice, nice. And this is where we were doing the recording. And it's just, like, this was me saying, oh, this is a fantastic room. This is a great thing you guys got going on. And then suddenly, no, no, there's more. No, there's, there's more than that. Okay, now we're going to go uh, upstairs, and we're going to go to the Sisters Hall. The Sisters Hall? Yes. Come forth. We are forthcoming. Stairs. More stairs. Like, more. Listen to these stairs. They're climbing up. Love them. Oh, yeah. Steve, get back here. <laughs> Steve's turning on all the lights and stuff. But we have a uh, uniform right here. Okay, this is... Um, every fraternal order had what they call a uniform rank. And that was the way for um, members who are military veterans to wear their uniforms and, and talk war stories and all that good stuff. Like, you know, like any other fraternal order, ours was, you know... Uniform rank, of course, we're based off of the Civil War uniform, and all of the fraternal orders got rid of the uniform rank during the Red Scare because McCarthy thought it wasn't a really particularly good idea to have secret societies and armed militia go yeah. together, even though yeah. you know, we have swords. <laughs> but not much of a threat, but, but that's what it was. And this is a photograph of the uniform rank at Stadium Bowl. Wow. Back in the back in the twenties. And this is our original charter. And so we have to submit a copy of this uh, every year to, to recommission our um, nonprofit status. And they always look at it and go, Well no, you need to send the um, the official one, not the ceremonial one. It's like, um no, that is they, the official one because they didn't have typewriters back then. They had to actually they had to write it out. Because, I mean, like you said, made before... We predate the state. Yeah, predate the state, so you're not going to have the typewriters or anything. Right. We can't, we can't uh, send you one with, our, with their fax number on it, because we didn't have faxes then. But anyway, yeah. that's it. More photographs. Yes. Oddly enough, I have a lot of shields. Yeah, what's up with all of the shields? I mean, maybe just because you couldn't have uh, we weapons? Are, we are knights of Pythias. You can't be a knight without a shield, right? All right. You need then. a shield. And we had them out sorted, so we put them all up and went from there. So, like, I mean, it's a gigantic collection of shields. It was just people found, collected over the years, donated. Well, um, they're all um, Knights of Pythias. Okay. It's not like we just went on eBay and said, oh, we want shields because they're cool. No, okay, they, are, they are Pythian artifacts. Wow. I can tell you about them, but I won't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Wow. 
So we are, is this the Pythian sisters' room? This is the, what we call uh, the, the sisters' hall. Mm-hmm. Unlike um, most fraternal orders that have an auxiliary, or Masonic Lodge, and then an auxiliary. Um, we have two separate groups. We've got the Knights of Pythias and the Pythian Sisters. They are you know, separate but equal. Um, and they choose this room because um, they like the intimacy of it. They can cert- and they use the, the main room, which is, the, which is the, the grander room. But just from a practical sense, mm-hmm. um, you don't get, you don't get uh, uh, you know, all will be all the time when you go into the into the what we call the wow room but uh so they just use this for for practical purposes this started out as a dance hall as you can see yeah this definitely was, this is um you the idea was that the um husband would come here uh after work the wife uh and kids would be driven down here and they you know park along the alley and you'd go upstairs and have dinner and we'll go next and then the kids would go home and then the husband and wife would come down here and dance night away. That's where the orchestra would be. And you'd go here until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, later on, with the advent of movies, we added the movie theater. That's what, what that oh, is. So yeah, there's a whole purpose. Yeah, there's a, a place for the projector up top, and you go down and have that right there. Yeah. So that's sort of uh, what this room is. Um, this is kind of... We use it for a green room and then the, the sisters' hall for their ritualistic uh, meetings and stuff like that because it is an active lodge mm-hmm. and we have you know secret things we can't talk about. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. And so that would, that, that would happen here. Um, and this is where we have, you know, like they said, the, um, the activities for parties. When we have dinners and stuff, we do that upstairs. But this is where the activities generally go. Nice. Wow. And if you remember the eyes of the totem, this is where the speakeasy was. Because um, people would go to the Rialto and watch the eyes of the totem. They would come over here for the, the after party or between party, come here, and we had the bar here. People would just get drunk and all that stuff. And one of the things that made this cool is, you know, tucks and tails and all that good stuff. But we have wickets on the doors, so you could come. Because remember, eyes of the totem was filmed during Prohibition when... Drinking was illegal, so we need to come up with a speakeasy look. Dun, da, da, dun. We've got wickets. Tell <laughs> HC Weaver sent you. <laughs> that is great. So, and we still use these for our ritual stuff. I mean, that's can't tell about. So far, then this is three. This is we're now on the second floor. <laughs> well, and we still came. I guess maybe the third floor because it, the the first floor we had to walk up. There's even photos upstairs. There's photos upstairs. <laughs> if you ever want to know what a seventy-year-old tiger looks like, that's what one looks like. There's a seventy. There's a, there legitimately is a seventy-year-old paper mache tiger. Why is there a paper mache tiger here? I can't talk about it. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess <laughs> no, that makes sense. Uh, for a parade, actually, the definite parade. Oh, um, nice. Uh, the Dokies had the had the uh, the tiger theme. Nice. This is for the bicentennial. So this is only from seventy-six. So that's mm-hmm. that's new stuff. We don't talk about that. <laughs> that's not history. Uh, this is <laughs> new stuff fifty years ago, <laughs> or oh. forty years ago. Um, this is for a, a World War II bond drive. Oh yeah, and it's just a big thing. Uh, it's a big sign that says "Know Your America Week." Consider the blessings of freedom, and it was to inspire people uh, to to purchase bonds. Yeah. Uh, dining room. A couple more stairs. Yeah. Wow. Okay, this is our dining room. Um, I was just here yesterday because we had a breakfast. And it's basically, you know, $5 all you can eat, eggs and sausage and biscuits and the whatnots and the who's news. Um, but we have breakfast here once a month. We've got dinners here once a month. And just idea for the Pythian sisters and the knights to get together and bring friends and kibitz and, you know, all that stuff. We also have a big Thanksgiving and, and Christmas party, and we do all that stuff here. The lighting, the lights are insane those are so cool well actually these um and i do have to point out because i'm a history geek uh these are not original okay. these, these are from restoration hardware because back in 
previous incarnations, uh, these were all fluorescent lights. And we're like, uh, oh, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. You want to have a, no. yeah. So we went to Restoration Hardware. Oddly enough, you get a very good deal when you buy 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's, um, we, like I said, we have meetings here. Um, you know, groups want to rent a space or borrow a space for whatever. And uh, they say, oh, yeah, we've got a meeting room. Uh, if it's bigger, bigger than the club room, uh, as far as their capacity, then they come up here. Uh, one of the things is we don't, um, you know, people don't want to walk upstairs. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons we also have spaces downstairs. You know, the, the Tacoma Youth Theater is in our building, so they rent from us. And then we've got another space for meetings and whatnot. And then, of course, Sea Barrier on the, on the back side. So the rent from th- them helps maintain the building. So unlike uh, other lodges where, like the Elks Lodge, where you pay you know, an, an annual fee, and, uh, or the Masons where you, you basically, it's like a homeowner's association, you pay the portion of what it's going to cost. Um, for us, it's $50 a year, and the rent from them and grants pays for the maintenance of the building and that sort of thing. So it's very affordable. Come hang out on Mondays, whatever. It, um, it's got such a, it's got such a, a, an old school vibe to it. But I mean, you have all the the normal amenities that you would in a place. So it just seems kind of uh, interesting the 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 difference when it's like, oh yeah, we got the Wi-Fi, we got the TV, and then you come into a uh, into a, a meeting hall or you know uh, the kitchen area like this, and it's it's it's. I don't even know the right word for it because I, I want to say retro, but it's not. It's classic. It's really kind of classic. Yeah, well, yeah, this is, it would be retro if this was all fake stuff. Yeah. This is retro stuff because it's really old. <laughs> <laughs> it was retro before it was retro. This yeah, was, right? this, is, this is all about new. Wow. Um, now, we do have, a, you know, if you ever want to know what a 1950s or 60s kitchen looks like, this is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. One of people always ask, you know, can I have a party in here? Well, we'd rather not rent it out we'd rather be a partnership with somebody if you've got a group that you know needs a needs a space then you know we'll donate space or discounted rate or whatever but we're not we're not a rental hall mm-hmm. you, you want a wedding here yeah everybody does no move along <laughs> there's, sorry there, there's, and you'll see why yeah you'll see and, why and there's plenty of places in downtown tacoma where you can get a a, a wedding have a wedding done Oh, grasshopper! Yeah, we'll go downstairs. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! What happened? Um, but yeah, so we don't <laughs> we, we don't want to com- update it to a commercial kitchen because then we'd have to you know be eighty thousand dollars to, oh, to yeah. retrofit anything. It's like we we don't need the money, and it would take us a long time to do that. And and of course, when you are the steward of a hundred ten year old building, all this stuff came with you know as it was. You know, so it's all one hundred ten years old for the most part. If you scratch it, we can't replace it. So yeah. we'd rather not have you scratch it. Absolutely. So that means not renting it out. Because when someone rents it out, then they're renting it out, and who cares? But we'd rather partner with, with somebody and say, hey, you know, we'll, we'll help you out. And you, you'll be respectful for it because, you know, you're in a partnership with us. There needs to be a certain level of reverence when you're coming into something like this. Yeah, yeah. And you'll, you'll, you'll feel that downstairs. So. Awesome. We'll go down there. Ooh. See, we can go downstairs this time. Are we yeah. going downstairs? <laughs> oh, do you guys have a pole like a firehouse? Oh, wouldn't be great. The bat pole. You need one, right? Uh, a Knights of Pythian pole? Yeah. Pythian pole? The pith pole? <laughs> you can't talk about that. <laughs> no, they do have one. They just can't talk right, about right, it. Right, right. You guys just aren't allowed to ride. <laughs> I love that old-ass uh, World War II sign, man. That, that is cool. Yeah, all the parade banners on the old banister there. It's going to be five minutes of guys just stomping downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I can cut that out. Are you shutting off lights? Or are we, oh, it's right here. No, 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 no. I actually skipped. I was so excited. You what? Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scott just skipped because he was so excited, just I in case did that didn't make I like to skip, all right? <laughs> you know, we don't talk about the skipping? No. So, we're in this room. It says keep out on one door. That is a gigantic... Oh, okay, so now we're just in this small room. There are... Uh, there's... 
Oh. Oh, look at that. He's got a little. Oh, there's a knocker. He's called the wicket. So tell us a little bit about this wicket, sir. Well, this is just basically a hole in a door. So if you arrive after a meeting has started, you've got to come to the door and give us a secret password or you will not be allowed in. Oh. Oh. And you probably aren't going to tell us the password. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I told... Holy fuck. This is why we call it the wow room. This is beyond the wow room. Oh, my... How does this fit in this right? fucking isn't, building? Isn't it TARDIS-like? Jesus Christ. Like, okay, so there is absolutely zero way that I can, like... Can't even describe it. No, Jeff is taking video, and that's not even going to compare. See, that's what he was saying about weddings, right? Everybody wants to have their wedding here. And we're like, uh, yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Oh my God. Okay, so just uh, tell me a little bit about this room. Just go into describe this room in the only way I think you can. Um, well, uh, you are now in the what we call the castle hall. This is where the Knights of Pythias have their business meetings. Um, and things like that. We, uh, it is designed, like I said, by uh, Frederick Heath, who also designed the, um, converted the Tacoma Hotel to the Stadium High School. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you need to know? It's the ceiling goes up like four stories. Gives, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm just getting goosebumps just standing in here. Well, and, and the funny thing is, this is, um, it, it's a, a term in architectural uh, uh, communities as forced perspective it these the railings are actually shorter than what you'd think they would be so it makes it look grander than it actually is it's really it's really big but it's actually lower than you think you think it would be yeah it, it works really well because it, it it just that perspective makes it just look gigantic and i mean it it is it absolutely is the dude in the corner. There's a, oh Jesus! You don't acknowledge the. Uh, some people say that they see um, people in the corner. So when you're talking about ghosts, we don't acknowledge what some people see. Yeah. We look at it as the not only the brothers who passed uh, before, mm. but the uh, brothers who will follow us. We are just part of the continuum. We are not the last of the Pythians. We are not the first of the Pythians. We are just part of the continuum. And we have operated here since 1881, and this is the only active fraternal lodge left in downtown Tacoma. And um, we, we are here to preserve, present, and appreciate the building and, and its rights and rituals as a fraternal order. We're not just caretakers of a building. We are the caretakers of a building and a Tacoma gem, but we're also an active lodge based on friendship, charity, benevolence, and we are a true brotherhood i would have to assume at this point then there is maybe a rotating schedule of helping maintain with uh with a place like this um no there is a maintenance schedule we are we have stewards and i'm one of the stewards i'm also the uh, vice chancellor commander um that we just come in here and we have a crew that repairs things as things need to be fixed things are always polished we meet our social nights are the first and third Mondays of the month, and if there is a fifth Monday in a month, which mm-hmm. generally happens four times a year, those are cleaning days. Ah. Uh, we also clean before events and things like that. We had um, about 300 Girl Scouts here yesterday um, talking about sustainability and all that sort of thing. And ah. so we, we took a spin on uh, sustainability as this building is as it was when it was built in 1906. And so everything in here came with the building. That is a 110-year-old Bible. That, these are 110-year-old chairs. The carpet is new. Uh, well, for, from the 60s. Yeah, so, still, yeah. It's new. Um, the, the actual newest piece of artwork uh, in this uh, hall is the androgynous angel that mm-hmm. is over uh, Syracuse. That was painted after the First World War, and that was a very typical... Um, uh, display of the angel at, at the time. It's kind of like the uh, Uncle Sam, yeah. we want you sort of thing, mm-hmm. but that was for the First World War. So that's the newest part of the building. What about the uh, rest? When, when, were the rest sorry. when were the rest painted? Oh, um, these actually tell the story of Damon and Pythias. Um, there's actually a movie about it. It is so bad that when we did the 150th anniversary a couple years ago, we were the first group to 
get a license to display it to the public since it came out in like 1967. It was, it was, uh, it was along with, you know, along with Ben Hur and Spartacus. They did Damien and Pythias, and it was really so bad. Um, but it, it's, it's on like YouTube and all this stuff. But it, it, it's a great story about you know uh, uh, brothers in arms and willing to give up your life for another. I won't go into that because. You know, yeah. you guys can you, you guys can watch can it on YouTube. Mythology and all that stuff. <laughs> um, the uh, most people think of these as um, murals, but technically they're not. They are watercolor on canvas, and they're painted by Carl Reyna, uh, who was a premier set designer um, when the building was built, and he was paid thirty-five dollars a panel. And uh, one of the things why they're so dark is because they allowed smoking in the building, mm. and so. Um, they have been uh, treated, but there's no way to get the soot off. So they uh, are dark. And, of course, one of the things that we're doing um, is going to add lights along there on the runners to kind of display them a little bit more. And, of course, we could turn the, the chandeliers on, and that helps out a little bit. But one of the things that we uh, appreciate um, is we got a grant for these are all LED lights. So we went from 150-watt bulbs to... 10 watt bulbs yeah, um, yeah and we can do fun things with these because with our cell phone, they're they're smart bulbs so you want red we can do red you want yellow we want pulsating now it, we don't want to make it look like a discotheque but because we have uh colors associated with things um it adds uh, quite a quite a bit to the magic of the secret stuff that i can't tell you about Yay. did you see that yeah yeah the that what was it the 110-year-old Bible. Yeah. And, of course, we have swords. We always have swords. Yeah, I got a lot of swords. Um, now, the pipe organ um, is oh. it is operational. One of the things that I... Um, okay, okay. Don't, don't discount the pipe organ. Okay, here's the deal. The pipe organ is on the second stage of, uh, of, this, of this gigantic room. I mean, it is a massive pipe organ that goes up to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, now, you look at it and you say, oh, those are, those are brass flutes. Um, but no, they're actually uh, pine that's painted to look brass because the, the, the sound was so loud that they had to... <laughs> dampen it a little but, bit. Yeah, it'll, it'll damp a little bit. But it is one of those things that, I mean, it, it started out, you had a person with a flywheel working it, working it, working it, because it's all by hand, because this is, you know... One of the first buildings to be built with the, that thing called electricity, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, then we add, then we added a an engine, uh, a motor on it to to power it up, and it does kind of sound like a jet engine starting up for uh, a little bit. How often uh, does the pipe organ get used? Um, well, <laughs> not many of us know how to play the piano, <laughs> so, um, but we have we've got a couple. I mean, it's used a couple of times uh, right. a month um, for various reasons, and of course, people want to come in and play it. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> Um, a couple of things about uh, the lights again is since this building was built um, from the ground floor up to be uh, wired for this thing called electricity, mm -hmm. the idea was that we didn't know if the uh, electricity was going to be a fad or not, kind of like the Internet. So um, it's actually these, these sconces are also plumbed for gas. Wow. So just in case gas didn't work out. But this was at a time when... There were dual energy. Either you had gas or electricity. So the companies just made both, and they said okay. you could you could use whichever one you want. But that gives you an idea of the the sense of the air. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah, why not? Imagine this place just full of people and everybody just smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just crazy, right? Okay, and no, imagine this was designed without computers. This is all hand carved, all all the good stuff. But, um, Scott, why don't you stand in front of that middle desk? Come this way. Okay. You're walking this way. Yeah. Wait for it. Okay. So now you, you want to sit in my chair? Oh, my God. This is your chair. Okay. Uh, this is a fancy-ass well, chair. this is the chair I currently sit in. It's not my chair. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So. Okay. So let's <laughs> talk in a normal voice. Yeah. You can talk. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Yeah. Wow. Like, Yeah. The acoustic. Yeah, the acoustics in this room is insane. You don't like you feel like you would have to yell. Yeah, and I can just hear you just fine. I don't know if it's picking up, but <laughs> <laughs> right. So it is kind of cool. And of course, as you can imagine, um, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, 
Oh gosh. Uh, over by the uh, angel, that whole uh, drop screen comes down, so we can just sit and watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine, imagine coming here watching Game of Thrones. I can neither confirm or deny that that has ever happened. We have, <laughs> you know he did. He just brought it up. That didn't come out of nowhere. You know he just did that. But uh, <laughs> you see the lights on at 2 in the morning, and you come in here, and Steve's just camped out watching Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> right? Wow. Wouldn't you? I would. Hell yeah, I would. Um, and we are working on um, one of the problems that we are trying to figure out is we want to do, like, silent movies. Just come in here for family thing, silent movies. They're all public domain um, we don't allow food and drinks in here. Mm. So the idea is, well, most silent movies are fairly short. So watch uh, you know, one or two movies and go out and do something. Go into the sister's hall, you know, get a cocktail or something like that. Um, yeah. Or, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, we, we uh, highly discourage that to the point of um, either you're putting the drink down or I'm taking it uh, from yeah. you and you're laying on the floor. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, is, we want to protect everything. Yeah, this is too, too nice. It's just too nice. It's too nice, Justin. <laughs> wow. So, we don't want to be sticklers about it, but yeah, we're sticklers about it. Yeah, yeah. Found one. Boom. Boom. What'd you find? What'd you find? Nothing. I didn't Nothing. find anything. Double. Oh. Double. All right. <laughs> Do, okay, Steve, is there anything else? I mean, because this is like the, this should be the grand finale. Like, Anything you show us after this is not going to compare to yeah, this, this room. This so. is the wow room. Yeah. Um, I can show you, well, the ante room, that's just kind of like a little side room. Oh, show the, a comfy little couch. You want to see it? A little, little comfy, little comfy little Uh-oh. couch. I don't know. Is this a casting couch sort of thing? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> does, does this napkin smell like chloroform? Cool. <laughs> this is where you do your interviews. <laughs> no, we, do, we actually do the interviews in the main oh. hall. If you, want, if you want the hot seat. You know, you're, you guys do? You yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot so, seat sit down. Take out the couch. All right. I'm sitting in the couch right now. Is that the comfiest couch ever or what? Ooh. That is a really nice couch. That's what, that's what 100, pound, 100 years of, uh, you know, couch. Oh, sitting, uh, sitting on this? Yeah. This is a 100-year-old couch I'm sitting in right now. And it's comfy. It's really comfy. Right? Nice. Are you worried you're going to break it? Lot, yes. A lot, <laughs> lot, lot of buttons. I'm worried my fat ass is going to break it. Me too. Dude, look at it. It's got a bird like carved in. It's fucking yeah, this is not Ikea stuff, stuff, man. <laughs> Dude. Everywhere I look, I see something. This is fantastic. Steve, thank you so much for letting us come check this out. Um, yeah. You, you, do you know what a magic lantern is? Um, it's no, a, but if you have one, right? You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got multiple magical lanterns. Multiple? You guys are hoarding the magical lanterns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? What are we, farmers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. This is Tacoma Construction, I know. <laughs> right. Stairwells that are one person wide. And I'm not talking about me as a person. Dude, I love this. Oh, oh, yep. There's. Oh, we're, we're up on the second part of it right now, looking down on it, and. That oh. Is magic oh wow. The idea is that before there were the movies or the talkies, oh. um, or before there was film, people would travel around with a magic lantern. The idea is it would basically be a slideshow. And you oh. go one here and one in there. And then as you transition, you just go from one to the other, one to the other. One. Wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you do what you have to do. Yeah. So we've got magic lantern, magic lantern, magic lantern, magic lantern, magic lantern, magic lantern. You want a, you want a light bulb one? You want an arc one? You want a plug-in one? You want kerosene? You want we got them all. How old are these? Uh, well, this one's probably in the twenties. These are turn of the century. We um, we had a group. There's a National Magic Lantern Society that there came is. in, and uh, they they collect them and they went through our archives. We have about 300 slides that aren't um, ritual because we use these. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't show you the slides. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of what it is. And then, like, looking down, I mean, yeah, sure, like, when we were talking about the forced perspective of these, I mean, these are still 
like safe barriers so you're not going to worry about going sure. ass over tea kettle. Right. Well, we, we don't allow the public up here. That makes sense. Um, because to do that, we would have to have a superstructure on this to raise it to the correct level. And we don't want to historically uh, alter a historical building. So that's what it is. Wow. One thing that's kind of cool. Okay, remember, you know, we're talking about the turn of the century. And you would come here in your tucks and tails and all that stuff. Well, if you're a, a member, where are you going to put your hat? Wait a minute. Our chairs have hat holders. <laughs> all the chairs have hat holders. <laughs> wow. And like I said, some people say that they, you know, see uh, mannequins and ghosts and all that stuff, but we as members don't recognize them. Um, people, say, people say, oh, that's kind of creepy. It's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right, right. Like, yeah, don't be creeped out at a place like this. No, no, Isn't it great? Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. Steve, thank you so much for letting, uh, letting us tour. No problem. Um, if anyone wants to come by, just swing by. We're, we've got uh, the Tacoma Pythians on, on the Facebooks. We mm-hmm. also have a website. Um, or contact me. Come by any Monday, you know, 6 o'clock, and we'll give tours. The first and third Mondays are social nights where we can go up until about 7.30. Um, on the second and fourth are business meetings, and those start at 7. So everyone not Pythian must leave the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is something like we're describing it, but it doesn't it doesn't compare. You have to come check it out, so absolutely do that. Steve, again, thank you so much. No problem. Anytime. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com. Yeah.